0: Hello and welcome to the Classical Guitar LP's podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Powell. For this episode, we will be listening to the 1969 Capitol Records release entitled Romanza by Christopher Parkening. I've been very fortunate to be able to say that I've had some personal experiences with Christopher Parkening, and those experiences have varied. I have been a fan. I've been a student. And I've also been a teacher who has shared his own students with Christopher Parkening in a master class situation. And so I just feel very blessed that I've been able to have those interactions and those experiences, and they're very gratifying indeed. It sort of gives me chills to even think about sharing them with an audience on a podcast such as this. I'm looking forward to this episode very much. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Classical Guitar LP's podcast. In the interest of full disclosure, I just wanted to share with the listenership that this version of the Romanza podcast is actually version 2.0. The reason for that is I exchanged a couple of messages via Twitter with Christopher Parkening's management team, and I just had some questions about the, the cover uh, the original cover of the nineteen sixty nine l p which I have uh on the artwork of this of this actual podcast and i you know I thought it was somewhere in Spain, and I found out that really uh back from Christopher Parkening's management team just just several days ago, today is august thirteenth twenty twenty one and they got back to me uh less than a week ago via Twitter and just had said that. Someone from Capitol Records took that picture. The instructions were to go out in Los Angeles and find a place that looks Spanish. And that's how that was done. (laughs) The year 1969 was a very happening and eventful year in terms of music being recorded and performed and that sort of thing. Just a small list of the highlights. The Beatles' Abbey Road is released in that year. Uh, their rooftop concert actually also happens in in late january Uh, we've got johnny cash uh, releasing live from san quentin bob dylan releases nashville skyline in that year the who release the recording tommy created clearwater revival releases two records the stones have let it bleed deep purple is doing their crazy stuff with the orchestra it's neil young Releases, everybody knows this is nowhere. We have Woodstock happening. There's just a tremendous amount of music taking place in the year 1969. And how fitting that Christopher Parkening's classical guitar record Romanza is released in that exact same year. I just think this is a first-rate recording, and it's it's a hand-picked set of concert encores by a really phenomenal classical guitarist that was in his prime when it was recorded. That's what's going on here. And so we hear a whole bunch of, of, of great music. Let's just go through the tracks on side A. We have Romance. If you hear this and you think it sounds familiar, you're probably right. You're probably thinking you're hearing Romanza, uh, the, the very famous uh, uh, guitar piece that every classical guitar player who's young and growing up learns. This arrangement's a little bit different, and we can unpack that a little bit here. The arrangement is by Jack Marshall. Jack Marshall is the, at the time in 1969, is the staff guitarist for MGM Studios, like for all the movies and all the recordings and things like that. What you may or may not already know is that Christopher Parkening and Jack Marshall are cousins. And so that's interesting and unique in itself. Um, probably should also be pointed out that, that Jack Marshall was married to Ginger Rogers, just a little tidbit of information. And so Christopher Parkening was somebody who was connected to people in in show business. And I'm not saying that to illustrate any sort of favoritism or anything like that my goodness uh at the time he could he could play as good or better and sound better uh than than almost anybody out there and so i just i, I love the gentleman's playing it's, it's amazing so romance opens things up the second track on side a is Capriccio arabe this is such a warhorse of the classical guitar repertoire. And what I would tell you to listen for is how Christopher Parkening handles the chromatic run. Uh, any any guitar players out there, you you know how challenging that is. <laughs> and if you've not heard Christopher Parkening's version of Capriccio Arabe, uh, hang on and listen to it. And if you've heard it 50 times, enjoy it again. That's followed by Rumor's. De la Caleta. That's an Albanese piece, and uh, I've heard some other people play this one, but maybe not quite as well as Christopher Parkening. I could say that about everything he ever recorded, though. <laughs> in true, uh, in true fairness, we have Melancholia, uh, and I think I think that as a as a piece, I'm not sure that this uh, piece of music is something that just reaches out and and, and grabs my attention. I think that the way that Christopher Parkening plays it, however, does. This is by castelnuovo Tedesco, and this is actually from a set of pieces called Platero and I, where the idea is that there is poetic narration that happens at the same time as the beautiful guitar music. This is only the music of Melancholia. The last two tracks on Side A are Cuna, composed by Federic Mampu. And we finish with another Jack Marshall arrangement of a song called Catalonian Song. You may know this piece as El Noi de la Mare. Uh, I think that the treatment of this melody is a little bit different. And if I could be very critical of the actual arrangement What I would say is, although it's very, very, very gorgeous, I think that the ending lacks a little bit of imagination, and I think it sort of plays on some harmonic effects that happen. Don't want to get too nerdy about it, but I think that we hear a lot of these four, three suspensions over and over and over again, and it sort of turns cliche. Now, keep in mind what the purpose of this is, These pieces are concert encores. So in a concert hall setting, after playing a tremendous set of music, you want to wow the audience one more time with this piece. That piece is going to do it. And the playing of Christopher Parkening is going to also assist with that. So I will invite you to enjoy side A, do some listening to some absolutely lovely pieces of music, And before we flip over the record, I'll visit with you about some of my personal experiences with Christopher Parkening. Enjoy. Wasn't that playing just absolutely wonderful? I hope that you agree, and I hope that you find just a tremendous sense of appreciation for the tone and the musicianship and all that sort of stuff that goes along with listening to an artist such as Christopher Parkening. That's what it does to me, and it gives me a a great sense of, boy, I need to get to work in the practice room. Uh. As we listen to side two, we have a lot of Villa Lobos on this side. And uh, we start off side two with etude number 11. What I would say about my commentary with this is I, I want you to listen for the fact that the music, the sound and the tone and the actual execution of the music in the in the Vita Lobos Etude Number 11, that the sound does not suffer. For those of you who aren't guitar players, this is a really challenging piece of music to play, and it's even more challenging to play when you sound as beautiful as Christopher Parking does when he plays it. No matter what he's playing, the tone does not waver, and I think that's a testament to his, to his artistry. We also hear the Prelude number one uh, coming up here by Hedrick Lobos And I would like to share a quick story. In the summer of 2001, and, and I'll back up, actually, in the summer of 2000 and in the summer of 2001, I made a trip out to Montana State University in Bozeman, Montana in 2000 i was an auditor meaning that i i went to the series of master classes the week as someone who who was just watching and and soaking up all of the everything that goes along with one of these events in the year 2001 i was selected to be a performer in it and i was very humbled and and honored to be able to be to be part of that experience and so I happened to have the Prelude Number 1 as one of my selections for the 2001 Summer Masterclass Series out in Bozeman, and I played uh, this piece, the Prelude Number 1. I also played the Bach Courant from the 3rd Cello Suite, but uh, in any case, I played this piece of music for Christopher Parkening that that day. And my goodness, I was nervous. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. (laughs) And I don't think it was just because I was playing for him, but it's also because there is a full gallery of viewers who are guitar aficionados. They're guitar professors at colleges and universities. They are other guitarists that are, are probably as good as you are or in, in 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 my case, I know there were many that were better than <laughs> than I was uh, there, and it's just sort of a it's just sort of a of a crazy experience. I'm not sure that other masterclass situations are exactly like this one that happened happened out in Bozeman in those days, and I'm just very grateful. I was I was honored to be part of it. Uh, the quick aside I will tell is that I had I had played the first prelude. And for those of you who don't know, when you play in a master class situation, the the performer gets up and they do their thing in front of the the master. And in this case, that was Christopher Parkening. And so I got up and I played prelude really number one, and I, I feel like I did a, a, a good job. You know, I, I really relaxed after after playing. Uh, I'm sure there were things to critique, and that's what we got into. Uh, first and foremost, what, what Mr. Parkening had said to me was that he, he liked my tone. My, when, when I heard him say that my head, <laughs> you know how in the movie about the Grinch, they say his heart grew three sizes that day. I think my head grew three sizes that day for a brief moment. And I'll, <laughs> I'll explain here. Uh, I was playing a 1973 Ramirez guitar there are different grades of Ramirez guitar, and I happen to have a, a, a 2A guitar. That was not the, the Primo. Uh, the Primo would have been a 1A. Those were blue labels, and mine was a red label. Uh, it was a, 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 an amazing instrument. My parents purchased it for me as, as an advanced graduation gift. I chose to do my recital in January of my senior year, I had student teaching that I was always do, also doing, and so I wanted to get that done. And so in any case, I was surprised by my folks at Christmas time with this gift of this guitar. My teacher at the time, uh, Paul Wilson of Yield Guitar Shop, had let me borrow it. So I, I wasn't I wasn't getting to know the instrument. I already, I already knew it. I just didn't know that my folks were, were purchasing it. Anyway, just a whole bunch of remarkable situations. The point of this story is, I had heard the compliment from Christopher Parkening that my tone was good. he enjoyed it, and that's where this story gets interesting. He sort of leaned over and said, "Why can i may I see your guitar And right in front of the entire class, he takes the guitar- I handed it to him he's looking at the guitar, he looks at the neck, he looks at the back and the sides, he sees the beautiful Brazilian rosewood on the back and sides, the grain there, there was one crack on that guitar on that 73, but any case, um, gorgeous, gorgeous guitar. And he looks inside the sound hole, doesn't say anything for a little bit. And he says, Oh, this is a two way. And I said, yeah, I, I purchased it from your, from your friend, Paul Wilson in Des Moines. And he says, well, I'm not sure I like it as much as I said earlier. And it was a very, very bizarre moment for me. I'm thinking of the John Hughes movies when, you know, the great big close-up goes whoop up on the character who's the star of the movie. <laughs> and I sort of felt like that. You know, I, I I was riding really, really super high saying, wow, Christopher Parking said my sound was great. And then he says, oh, I didn't like it after all. Now, it took me a while to get over that. And, uh, actually I had some, some friends that were there in the audience that day and they listened to the whole thing and they were there and they're like, Oh, he's just, he's just being himself, et cetera, et cetera. Don't worry about it. You sounded great. And it was overall just a really, really tremendous experience. Although I, I just do need to point out that originally, <laughs> and this is what I hang my head on. Uh, Originally, Christopher Parkening said he really, really enjoyed my sound, and he did. Uh, his comment was essentially that that he didn't like the idea of of a two A guitar, even though I have heard uh, from certain people that he actually recorded several albums on a two A uh, Ramirez. But that's uh, that's really getting deep into the weeds, and I'm sure you all want to listen to side two of this uh, recording. We follow up uh, Prelude One with the absolutely lovely and exquisite Prelude Number no. Three by Hector Villalobos. Lobos. Uh, the descending lines in the middle of this Prelude are absolutely glorious. They are beautiful, and I think that these descending lines that Christopher Parkening plays are the lines that playing should be measured against his tone is so superb and so beautiful and I'm not sure my words do it justice just listen to that just listen to his execution in this recording it's 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 beautiful the last two pieces musically I'm not sure they really belong on this record Uh, I think really um, if you want to talk about you know composition style and form and all that kind of stuff. I think Kuna uh, probably is in the exact same boat as Study Number 19 by Carcassi, as well as the Andante Cantabile uh, by Robert Schumann. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I know that I know that there were people that probably advised on what pieces needed to be played, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and what would fit really well on the guitar. Again, this is a cherry-picked album uh, where where concert encores are just are just laid out one after another after another after another. Nobody would give a concert like this, uh, and and but in any case, that's that's what this record's all about. It's it's beautiful. I hope you enjoy this program. I hope you enjoy the classical guitar LPs podcast. I'll take the last. Couple of moments here just to invite each and every one of you to check out our social media footprint. We are on Instagram and I do also post on Facebook. If you'd like to go to the host area of this show, it's anchor.fm/slash Guitar. The show is also uh, put out through the various mediums. We have it on iHeartRadio, it's on Amazon Podcast, it's on Google Podcasts, it's on Spotify basically anywhere that you can listen to a podcast you can get a hold of this show and what I would like each and every one of you to do is to reach out tell me where you're listening to I would love to know I know that there is a pretty sizable chunk of listenership in Denmark and I'd love to hear from any of you Danes out there who are listening to this crazy American from Des Moines Iowa talk about classical guitar and classical guitar recordings so go out and do that. Uh, if you are interested in becoming a sponsor, there is also information uh, at the anchor.fm slash guitar, and I would welcome anyone who would want to sponsor this program uh, for any monetary amount. So again, thanks for listening to the Classical Guitar LP's podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Powell. This is side two of the Romanza album by Christopher Parkening. Again, this was version 2.0, so enjoy and thanks for listening. Mm